Because of the coronavirus epidemic and to respect social distancing guidelines, this episode of Civil Politics was recorded remotely over Zoom. Good evening and welcome to Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio. WXOJLP 103.3 FM out of Northampton, Massachusetts. I'm Michael Dow, I'm hosting tonight. I'm joined by John Moore Roberts and Sue Timberlake. Hello. Hey there. And uh, yeah, we're here to talk about the, the politics and civility and all kinds of good stuff like that. If you'd like to chime in, let us know what you think or uh, have any questions or comments, anything really. We'd love to hear from our listeners. Um, email us, contact at civilpoliticsradio.com. At Civil Politics FM on Twitter and Facebook.com slash Civil Politics Radio. Also, civilpoliticsradio.com is our website, which has recordings of previous episodes of the show, uh, some supplemental episodes we've done, and other good stuff like that. Um, oh, and uh, so I just want to, uh, well, all right. Uh, just to mention, uh, Queen Elizabeth II, uh, the second long-serving monarch in world history, uh, at least that we can confirm the dates on, has died. And so, uh, you know, uh, God save King Charles III, uh, who's a spry 74 years old. Jesus. <laughs> um, yeah. And uh, let's see here. Um I also just want to, because we are going to talk about our um, uh, the primary election that happened earlier this week. But I just want to mention for those of you who are scoring at home, who are interested in participating in our uh, democratic republic, um, the deadline to vote to register here in Massachusetts for the election on November eighth. Uh, sorry, the election is November eighth. That's the actually the second Tuesday of the month, the first Tuesday after the first Monday, and. November of this year. If you want to register to vote for that, if you aren't already, you have to register by the 19th of October, which is a Wednesday. Uh, if you want to request an absentee ballot, you have to do it by November 1st. Um, early voting will run uh, from the 22nd of October to the 4th of November. Uh, and election day is November 8th. That is also if you are mailing in your ballot, uh, that is the day it has to be received by. If you send it that day, it doesn't matter what the postmark is. If it's not received by the close of business on the 8th of November, it won't be counted, which is, I think, a dumb way to do it. I, th I think, you know, a vote cast by Election Day with a postmark should be fine, but that's not how it is. So if you want to mail in your ballot. You must drop it in the post uh, ahead of time to make sure it gets there by the 8th. So, yeah. Yep. Uh, can I just say one thing, like one quick fun fact? Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, today, um, as this, we are recording on the 8th, but is you'll be hearing this on September 9th. Indeed. So 9-9. Nine, nine. And nine. Uh, it was, uh, this is the anniversary of the release of the Sega Dreamcast. Really? It was released in America on nine nine ninety nine. Oh, really? Huh. Yes. 
Um, also, pre-order started for Final Fantasy VIII, but that's not as important. Uh, <laughs> um, the Sega Dreamcast was a console that was like way ahead of its time uh, in 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 the end of the '90s. So I I always like to mark the anniversary. Really great system. Did not do well because Sega is not good at marketing. Uh, and, um, but I had one, it was really fun and everybody should finally remember the, the Dreamcast. All that right. is all. And while we're at it, it's the ninth. Happy birthday to my friends, Justin and Cole. Anyway. Um, hey. <laughs> hey, they're older. So, uh, yeah. So guys, uh, anything you want to say about, uh, British politics? Uh, Liz Trust, the new prime minister, things are going super great over there. Uh, housing, you know, fuel prices for home heating are, are, are tripling and, and worse and all kinds of good stuff, or shall we just stick to this side of the pond? You know, uh, one funny, uh, uh, some more fun facts, um, mm-hmm. from the first book to the most recent movie, James Bond has always served under Queen Elizabeth. Huh. Good point. Yeah. Cause Ian Fleming was, started writing those yep. books in the fifties. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Her Majesty's Secret Service has never been anything else. Uh, the Queen has reigned for for thirty percent of U.S. history. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, she was she forty-one years old Daniel. when interracial marriage was legalized in the U.S. Yeah. <laughs> she she appeared with Daniel Craig and yeah yeah. As part of a, one of the Olympics or something, they jumped out of a helicopter. Yeah, ten years ago in twenty twelve. <laughs> When she yeah. was uh, only 86. Yeah, no, she's uh, she served for 71 years. Yep. She is the longest reigning monarch in British history, as far as we can tell. Yeah, and as, uh, the only, True. as far as monarchs with dates that are we can nail down with historical documentation. Exactly. I mean, there are others who, who may have served for longer throughout history, but the only one who we're absolutely certain about the, 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 the dates is uh, Louis Fourteenth. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so but yeah, thirty percent of U.S. history. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, amazing. She has been, um, she has been like in the like her adult life has stretched the uh, entire twentieth century, basically. Uh, so, um, not not the entire, but like all the she was born in nineteen twenty six. So she's, all the greatest hits. Um, <laughs> yeah, the Roaring Twenties. Well, at 14, she was on the Children's Hour, and she did a radio uh, talk to children about the dangers and sadness of war, which is what really yeah. endeared her to a lot of the... the she was a mechanic yeah. in World War II. She's queen at yeah. 25. The year yeah. of my birth, 1952. Um, and I think it was your partner, genre, and I'm so glad to hear that you're such a traditionalist with... Um, PlayStation and Sega Dreamcast, but <laughs> a traditionalist. Um, a of, yeah, well, you 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 sort of value the the milestones, you know, and mark them. It's it's one it's wonderful to see. But um, she, t- I think it was uh, Stacy that told us the story about the uh, Crown Prince of Saudi Arabia who was opposed to women driving, and he came over and met with her out in Scotland at her yes. estate. Yeah. Oh, and she drove him around. <laughs> and she drove him around. And, oh, and he was saying through the translator, please stop. Please don't go so fast. Please stop. She just ignored him. She took him for what they call a rough ride in this country. Yeah. So I thought that was that was pretty that was pretty she, good. She's a, but yeah, she, 
you know, she's still the monarch of a of a the, country that has to ha, has had a very violent history. The the um, bloodiest empire in world history. Yeah. So, uh, you know. And, you know, but she and she reigned during the uh, during the dissolution of like a lot of a lot of their yep. empire, which is good. Um, the thing the last thing I'd really like to say about about uh, her death is uh, Liz Trust or Truss, mm-hmm. who is now the prime minister. Uh, the queen um, gave her the gave her the go ahead on the sixth. Yep. She died today. So that is so naming Liz Truss, basically, basically naming, basically giving Liz Truss the the go ahead to make the government to be prime minister. That was probably her last of her royal duties. Probably. Yeah. And I do not envy Liz Truss right now because if she screws up. Yep. (laughs) If she screws this up. As the last prime minister that Queen Elizabeth named, oh boy, yeah. history will not uh, look on look upon her with grace. Uh, that's I, I think there's all <laughs> kinds of problems Liz Truss is going to face with her. Oh god, yeah. I'm just so. saying, like if if people like but, that that thing, like oh man, <laughs> I, I, I gotta, I, I'm I'm just gonna say this, and then we really we really should yeah, move we, on we and sh- talk we about should move on, politics. Yeah. But I, I, I'm I just gonna say on Liz Truss too. When uh, uh, Elizabeth took took the throne, or, you know, became queen 70 years ago, 1952, there was a conservative prime minister named Winston Churchill, who mm-hmm. pretty bad dude in many ways, but still, you know, has a deservedly great reputation in world history because, you know, I mean, you know, anybody who's, you know, rallying against the Nazis can't be all bad, uh, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So Churchill, along with that, sure. Churchill, figure of you know, pivotal figure, and uh, uh, designed the invasion of Gallipoli. Um, uh, pivotal figure, man of real gravitas and stature, and now we've gone all the way down through the Conservative Party, and now we've got we just got rid of Boris Johnson, and now we've got Liz Truss. So, um, yeah, the Conservative Party's, um, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> do you know i listened to the uh, prime minister's questions which is really fun it's in the um uh-huh. yeah. the oh, house man. of commons i always yeah, love that they all, yeah well it's really good so she went to her first one this week so of course i watched it uh-huh. and they were you know they're giving her a hard time and the speaker had to keep telling them to you know Mm-hmm. be more respectful and all that. So Theresa May gets up and, you know, she's the, there's only been three female prime ministers mm-hmm. and uh, Theresa May was the second one. And she looked right at Liz Truss and she said, so um, can you, uh, first of all, you know, congratulations to my right and honorable friend and all that stuff. And then she said, she looked at her and she said, could you answer for me? She looks over at the Labor Party. Why it is that all three Female prime ministers have been conservative, and the, um, <laughs> the, 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 the Labour Party went crazy because it's it's true, you know, for it all is. the oh yeah, all the complaints, and you know, it's nobody would want the job she has right now. She just introduced a really interesting energy plan. She capped uh, oil prices, and they're gonna they're gonna make up the difference for everybody, you know, energy prices for this winter. So I don't know if she can how she's gonna pay for it, but. That's uh that's a that's a good first step for them. Well, she's just buying votes, isn't she? 
Yeah. So didn't Russia just shut off the electricity to the Ukraine? I think they did. Well, they, they shut, they off, shut the, off the, the, the gas power line. Yeah. Nordstrom. So. Yeah. And they shut off the gas. So it's going to be a tough winter for everybody. And I, I don't know that Charles was that strong a leader. I don't think no, he, he doesn't is, need so. to be. He's a figurehead. Yeah, he's, he's just the king. He doesn't have any real power. Yeah. Except for like ceremonial power, like good, good for him. Yeah. Yeah. And, and <laughs> well, you, know, the, you know, honestly, he, he does seems like kind of a, you know, a limp noodle. So, you know, wet blanket. So eh, whatever. Well, so maybe it's Charles. Well, it, yeah. But a lot of times the monarchy does sort of smooth the feathers with foreign relations and has insight as to who foreign leaders are. And I mean, they, they play a role in that, that sort of side of it. So, I mean, well, she's going to have nobody. The, the head of the head of business gone. The head of state diplomatic role is important. I mean, it is part of how the sausage of international relations between nation states happens. And it can certainly make a difference. It can, it can matter in terms of, uh, uh, smoothing tensions and getting arrangements made and preventing wars and whatnot, you know, it's absolutely important. Just like, uh, you know, having uh, Barack Obama as president uh, was good for the United States because people around the world were like, hey, yeah, he's kind of cool. We like him. And having Donald Trump as our president was, you know, the like, opposite of that It was like, you know, yeah, shooting ourselves in both feet just because, you know, Aside from how what a hateful person he was, also like he had no class, no charisma, no charm. I mean, remember that that famous moment of him at the um, uh, uh, I think it was the NATO summit where he just elbows his way through a bunch of uh, uh, heads of state. From one of the, yeah, yeah he way. shows him out of the way. <laughs> then he stops and he then he straightens his jacket or whatever. Yeah. And it's just like, yeah, what a putz. So, yeah, um, body block. Yeah. He's, you know, well, and we're talking a little bit about tradition. You mentioned the Obamas. They had their official portraits revealed this this week. They're beautiful. Oh, my oh, God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Really I saw those. Handsome, handsome. It was and, weird uh, that Michelle, the, Mr. Obama's looked like I thought it was an actual photograph, you know, like just a, like a, you know, a, an actual printed photo as opposed to somebody painting photorealistically. So I was very impressed. That, that. Yeah, it, it is a what do you call a super realist the painter for him, and it's very yeah. black and white. And mm-hmm. yeah, I guess the artist talked him out of wearing a tan suit. He said so. <laughs> so there's like no, there's, no scandal. I, really I wish, only, I wish he did it. Yeah, that would have been. <laughs> And that would have been an amazing troll. Like what just a, what a scandal. Yeah. Just um, just yeah. for all time. This yeah. is his official yeah. portrait that will hang in like random. Like <laughs> this is, and he's in a tan suit. I would have done that. I totally would have done that. I love it. (laughs) Well, so we were talking a little bit about tradition and, you know, we use these milestones sometimes to reassure ourselves that, you know, things are going right in the world. And, you know, sometimes that those are the things that they're, they're for. And Michelle Obama gave a really nice speech um, sort of as part of this whole ceremony that, you know, putting the portraits up, you know, when you when you're in the president's office and you run and you get so much time and then you're done and you you move on peacefully, I think she mm-hmm. said. Yeah. But, but that 
their paintings are not just for them, they're for other people. It's just a, it's sort of a chronicling of history that gives us touch points that, that sort of let us know where we are and where we've been and, and remember when. And I, I thought it was really poignant. And then they didn't mention it, but the newscasters all mentioned that Trump never, um, never arranged for that to happen for the Obamas. Yep. He actually, quote, discontinued the practice. And what a, what a a, a jerk (laughs) i mean that's just you know it's didn't didn't go to the inauguration i mean he's just awful he's just awful and you know he's very effective at some things but i think that sort of i mean with the queen dying today um well yesterday when you listen to this this broadcast mm-hmm. um you, you you think of all those points where you just you know when things are turbulent and you're not sure what's going to happen you know the poor ukrainians those touch points are really important for people you know they look up and they see the flag still there you know that that is i mean i'm an old fart so i can say this stuff but you know you look back at what sega did or sega and you know, you admire the progress that we've made and you remember when. And I think those are important human uh, emotions. Well, and I, I I'm just going to chime in here just to say, I think formality has a real place in society. And I think it's something we've lost track of. Um, I think we've overcorrected a little bit in American culture because formality can absolutely also be like a stultifying trap. You know, mind your place. You did not address me correctly, peasant. You know, like that's absolutely a thing that can happen, um, you know, with titles and, and whatnot. And, you know, the emotional repression that can come with like, well, this isn't the right place to, to say that or whatever, you know, like that that is absolutely a thing that is a, a huge problem. But at the same time, you know, my name's Michael Dow and uh, people who don't know me when they meet me, I like it when they call me Mr. Dow, you know, like if we're not friends, I think Mr. Dow is great, you know, because we're not friends. You know, it's my name. You're addressing me by it. You know, it's respectful. Um, like the, the thing I think we need to change is I think we need like a properly gender neutral uh, 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 honorific, you know, like the Japanese uh, use a pen san. So it'd be like, you know, uh, uh, Susan san, genre san, you know, and it doesn't matter male, female or, you know, non-binary. It's 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 san. So we need some equivalent to that in English and just use that. It's OK. Um to to have some formality because one of the things formality does is it provides some guide rails some channels for like well if we we have all these feelings well these are things that these are feelings that are worth expressing these are mo- sentiments that are worth commemorating and uh focusing our attention upon you know like respect like you know i'm 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 a crazy anti-war lefty but you know, we should indeed at Memorial Day respect the the men and women who have served our country in, in war and given their lives. Uh, you know, even when those wars were crappy wars like Vietnam or our invasion of Iraq. I mean, we should feel shame about some of these wars we've done. But the people who like signed up and uh, uh, did their duty, you know, serving honorably in a bad cause that I think we can still recognize and just that sense of like there are certain 
proprieties. There are limits. Um, helps us to understand how to be better people, how to like have feelings and express them and share them with other people and recognize them for what they are. Anyway, that's my opinion. I'd like to push back on that. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> for But I, we only got like five minutes left in this yeah, half of the I, show. So you got we're already here. Let's just yeah. go for it. Go. <laughs> um so the the issue with on like I think honorifics like uh Mr. Ms. Or, or what it, like you like you said like we yeah. a non a non-gendered um word would be really great yeah uh but we were <laughs> comrade reading citizen <laughs> um the um the like we were talking before the show and we might have a a supplemental about this later about how we refer to uh president like former president president or like doctor or something like that like if you've earned a position then i think you should really respect that someone that earned a earned a doctorate in in math in mathematics is a doctor you call them doctor mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. or uh, professor yeah or, or perfect like if they are a professor that's the thing mm. if they have a doctorate then they are a doctor if they have a position that has a title then you use the title and that's fine. The mm -hmm. problem is that when you just expect people to use um like like Mr. or something, a lot a lot of the time that is used to push push people into corners. And that is why mm. there has been this pushback on that. That's why in the it's um it's just it's just like when uh people are told like wait your turn or something mm -hmm. like that you know like in business you know like this is mr Politics. mr duckworth you know mm -hmm. <laughs> i yeah. it's quack 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 mr duckworth but uh <laughs> mighty ducks great movie so mm. the um but i think the the main thing is that we can use those words we can use those honorifics and everything um if we want to give that person respect and we and but we we are at a point now where um respect shouldn't be just expected because that has been abused that expectation has been abused for so long and mm. especially with our history of how people treat each other like uh like i like you know like 100 years ago or 200 years ago or whatever i would have to say massa or master Ugh, yeah that is an honorific that would be expected i'm not mm. saying like calling mister even though that's like derivative but still um it's it's not the same but you know like people uh, like a lot of time when when someone expects or is insulted when you don't call them mr or mrs they are not usually doing the same thing back. That and is a huge thing. That is the so it's equal. Yeah, it, it's if, okay. if this is, and I would call like if I respect someone, someone if I like someone, then um, and I feel like that it, this it's the appropriate time. Then yeah, I will call them Mister, Ms misses like what i like if they if they prefer that or something like that. If I'm just meeting someone on the street. And someone says, my name is Michael, then I will call them Michael as much as I can. Um, 
but we as a society have relaxed that because there is there was such a push and such a um focus on uh being deferential to just people that were older than you even though they're jerks or people mm-hmm. that have a position above you um yep. even if they're like it it doesn't matter and that was a a way one of the many ways that that people with power usually and in this country it's like monetary power yep that is a way to keep people down 100% i agree and that is why the pendulum has swung back we like people wearing full wool suits in business isn't a huge thing anymore uh which is great you know uh people that wear like wearing a tie or uh women being expected to wear skirts you know like these are all things that are relics and there's a reason for that it's not just because these things were uncomfortable it's because these like a a necktie has been become a symbol of just a yoke on people because the higher up you get the less you have to wear those things yep. because you're the boss you know so anyway that is my thing because <laughs> like i totally understand like like calling mr and ms like and if i'm in a a customer service position then that is something that i think you know because that's part of the culture um mr mr dow like you know miss miss mr dow uh and but at the same time and this is the point if someone if i'm working in customer service and i say mr dow not you just or mr roberts or something mm-hmm. that person talking to me as a customer service representative will not say mr no, they they won't. That's our, that's our cultural. They'll read expectation. your name tag. They'll and, read your and and yeah. that is part of the culture. And I and that I don't is like why. it. Yeah, it's hor- It's bad. Yeah. It's bad because the respect only goes one way, and that's usually how with honorifics it goes. And that it goes that, one way, and, and I, usually I, to white people. And I, ugh, yeah, so. I agree with you. <laughs> that is absolutely a problem. I just want mutually respectful honorifics because because we're also collapsing the sense of like there is a social social distance that we want to have with like strangers. Like, I don't know this person. I don't like it. You know, I don't like it when somebody calls up and wants to call me Mike, you know, like, Mm -hmm. who are you? You know, like, I don't know you. Don't call me Mike. You know, I, I prefer it if they call me Mr. Dow instead of Michael. But like. You know, so so yes, like mutually respectful. I would be happy to call the sales clerk at the stop and shop, you know, you know, Mr. Ms. So and so if it matters, if I actually need to address them by name as opposed to just being generally polite to them, you know, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so, so are you guys fine with your majesty and your honor for judges? Yeah. Your majesty for the queen and. Your honor for the judges. And I, I used to always yeah. call doctors by their full names because my uncle, who was a doctor, was a real stickler for it. In fact, my whole family was. And a lot of the doctors out here in Western Mass keep correcting me and say, no, call me Lily. You know, it's fine. It's like, I'm, I'm old school. You I, know? I think we have you're, a problem. Doctor. I think we have a problem with judges. So I have a, I, I like the whole like your honor thing. Like, I think we need to really think about how our criminal justice system works and the authority we afford judges, you know, uh, like I'm remembering those judges down in uh, 
Pennsylvania, I think it was, who were basically like sending kids to juvenile prison because they're getting kickbacks from the private mm-hmm. prison operators, you know, that kind of thing. Oh, right. So yep, the ones that have to run for office and earn money and yeah, right. do all that. Like all of that. I think we need to watch out for that. But um, yeah, I, I, you know, bigger titles like that, I don't know, like, like, I think it's like fine. your majesty. Eh, if the if the if you're in a culture with a with royalty and you suppose, and yeah. everybody accepts that that person is is royalty, then your Majesty. That's the thing. If you're a judge, or if you're the if you're the governor of New York, you re, you can refer to them as your Excellency. That is something that that's true. Like One you don't the- have to, but calling them governor well, or calling them your honor or um, the honorable or something like that, that is part of the position that they, that they, that they sure. have uh, like, like doctor. It's One part of-, of the position that they have. One of the little things I like about George Washington, who obviously is a figure I don't have unambiguous affection for. He's problematic. But um, one of the little things I like about George Washington is when John Adams was trying to sort of make suggestions about the appropriate honorific for the president. And he's like, how about your excellency? How about your wisdom and stuff like that? And Washington just said, I think Mr. President's just fine, you know, which was – very understated and restrained and and uh, uh, humble in the 18th century. Very American. Very American. Very, very American. like. I let's was not make. Say, yeah. Yeah. It's, let's not make a fuss. I'm Mr. President. Yeah. And like, it's become more formal these days because we don't call random people Mr. or Ms. So and So. But like, that is the sort of level I'm. I I think we want to be at, Mr. President. You know you know, senator, whatever, like, like certain, certain offices or whatever, but for the most part, you know, get away from, from honorifics and whatever, just, just rec- have like a, a form of address for mutual res- of mutual respect for strangers, I think is something we need. And otherwise I think we're good. You there know. you go. Yeah. Anyway, we're at the halfway point here, or a little past, so we're going to take a short break here on Civil Politics, play some PSAs, promos, and uh, keep the right honorable gentlemen and gentle ladies at the Federal Communications Commission. Ha-ha! Huzzah! There you um, go. We're going to make them happy <laughs> and good. do that. And then we'll be back with more Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio in just a couple of minutes. Please don't go away. We'll be right back. Table of Contents is a weekly music program that assembles an assortment of songs and sounds of many genres, and which may entail literally taking a random collection of musical sources off the shelf and giving them a turn on the table or spin in a CD or tape player. Each week presenting shows which can at times be organized orderly and at other times perhaps be not as much so, yet never dull. Tune in Friday nights, 10 p.m. till midnight on WXOJ LP, Northampton 103.3 FM. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Hey, this is Wendy, host of Valley Free Radio's subculture music program, featuring new wave, 
post-punk, indie, and electronic music from the 70s to today. Join me every Friday night from 8 to 10 p.m. here on WXOJ or stream it live from your favorite listening device at valleyfreeradio.org. Tune in to Evidence-Based Radio, science and skepticism from a feminist and socialist perspective. Every week, we explore the interesting and important stories in science with a focus on the positive. Friday nights from 6 to 7 on Valley Free Radio, 103.3 FM, or at evidencebasedarada.com. That's 6 to 7 p.m. Fridays on Valley Free Radio. And we are back with Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP. 103.3 FM out of Northampton, Massachusetts. I'm still Michael Dow. I'm still doing the show with Sue Timberlake and John Roberts. And and, uh, (laughs) yeah, so we had primary elections here in Massachusetts this past week, or not this past week, this past Tuesday. Um, And uh, yeah, so we have results and things like that. So um, we, we were sort of, Sad to see, uh, I was personally sad to see that uh, Tanisha Sullivan, a scrappy underdog uh, insurgent candidate running for the Secretary of State's office, who we did an interview with back in May and I thought was really interesting and impressive, but uh, she did not, yeah, she got roundly Mm. defeated, unfortunately, by incumbent Bill Galvin, who's been there since 1996 and is apparently going to stay there for some time to come. 71 years old. Well, you know, it's important to uh, it's important to make sure that we've got, you know, like the most young and vigorous people handling these important jobs. You know, what's really funny. No. He, he, the percentage of the vote that he got was almost his age. Ah. He got 70.26 percent of the vote. Tanisha Sullivan got twenty nine point seven four percent. Yeah, you sure you sure it wasn't rigged. Just no, kidding. people just don't care. Yeah. <laughs> and and I suspect I, I suspect Tanisha I think Tanisha actually had a much better showing out here in Western Mass than she did out east. You know, I suspect because I didn't see any campaigning for Mr. Galvin out here. And I suspect he's like, eh, whatever, you know, like why would he need so, to campaign? All right. you need is Boston. Right. All exactly. you need is the so, Boston yeah. population. Right. Yeah. So, so so long as I do well in Boston, I'm fine. So mm-hmm. Well, none of the races were close. I think there was one race that was close for the governor's council on the Demo- Democratic oh, side. Oh, yeah. Right? Every- everything else was like, you know, same old, same old. Yeah, I Mr. It was a pretty boring evening. Mr. K. Lane has uh, 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 won the uh, uh, primary to be the Hampshire County Sheriff. So that basically yep. means he's going to have that job for another six well, years. Look- um, and and the I two women split the vote. You know, pretty, they split the vote. Pretty it's, evenly. It was like, yeah, yeah it was um, like 26, yeah. 24 or something. Yvonne uh, Gittleson got 26.57%. Uh, uh, Caitlin Sapita uh, got 25.31. And uh, Sheriff Cal- Kayleen uh, got 48.12. So if, so if, if one of the women wasn't running... <laughs> Or yeah. if we'd had ranked choice voting, yeah. or if we had ranked, this is an ex- this exactly is why ranked choice voting is important, right here. Um, well, you know, like uh, I'm sure that the, the first um, time, yeah. Sorry. I was going to say it wouldn't be the first time that a 
politician figured out that they just needed to split the vote, get somebody else to run. It, yeah. it, it's an, it's a tactic. I mean, it's been a tactic since God was a boy. Do you, but uh, do you it, think Mr. Kaylane got one of the Ms. Gittleson or Ms. Cepeda to, to run to, to split the vote against him? You know, I, I only have one fact that might suggest that. And that is that people were told last October that he wasn't going to go for another term. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? And I'm not sure who was told, but if if that let's say one of them got in, say in October, or was talking about running, and somebody spread that rumor that he wasn't going to run, that would draw other people out of the woodwork, including the fellow that dropped out who was running as an independent. So yeah. you know me, I'm all into uh, you know conspiracy theories. Because that's who I am, <laughs> mm-hmm. but but that's that that's not unheard of in Boston politics at all. It's you know it's it's well known. A lot of times people will run a usually women women and minorities get run against by somebody of their own um, segment, and it's it's a really common Boston practice. So it, you know it's pure speculation on my on my um, part, but you know. Keeps me, keeps me busy. So. <laughs> um, I mean, it'd be interesting because I, I thought both Ms. Gittleson and Ms. Cepeda definitely were not fans of Mr. K. Elaine's tenure as sheriff and seemed no, to genuinely want to replace him. So I, I, yeah. I, I think they honestly just both felt like I'm the better choice for the job, so it should be me. I, 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 I mean, don't that's think how it should work. Yeah. You know? yeah. Well. Yeah. But, you know, yep. like in a winner take all can't. system, they one of them should have dropped out and endorsed the other. But you know, because uh, well, if they done that, we a third party no. to do that. You know, they both by rights got the signatures, wanted to run. You yep. know, and they always say that to people that are women or minorities too. You should step out so the other woman or the other minority has a shot. <laughs> it's like you can't win. You know, for, well, and unfortunately, that still seems to be where we are. And now both of them lost. I think, which should, I think is disappointing. Yeah. I but, think yeah. we should remember yeah. that no matter what the system that we have, ranked choice voting, first past the post, uh, just by fiat, um, <laughs> you know, uh, pit fight, any any way that you choose a leader. My unshakable iron will. You will yeah, submit. <laughs> exactly. Um, who who has the who has the 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 iron throne or whatever? I don't I don't I don't care. The thing is. <laughs> That any system that will ch- that will help to choose the next person with power can be gamed and will True. be gamed. Yep. No matter who yep. is running, there is something that they will be doing to li- because and they're looking at the it. system. And that yeah, it's like uh it's like when um when uh Strategy. someone was talking about yeah. uh how Trump didn't pay any taxes and mm-hmm. Someone was like, "Why should he if he can figure out how he shouldn't?" Yeah, actually, <laughs> you know, there. I don't yeah. like it. I think that I think the tax system should be revamped and reformed so that can't happen. But if there's a loophole, I know I'm going to take it. Yeah, fair yeah. enough. You know, and like the it, IRS that's just, wants you to. Yeah, that, that's just how it is. To. 
So if you don't want this sort of thing to happen, and obviously we wanted a competitive race in the sheriff's in the sheriff's race. We wanted to, especially since we had all three on, all three candidates on. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, we wanted a a very <laughs> uh, competitive and and fair race. That is fine. We and also that's what need we got. to exactly. We also need to accept that since it's first past the post, that they that there are ways to gain the square. system. You know, yep. and if yep. someone Very wants to game the system in a legal way, then or in an illegal way where they won't get caught, because that's part that's a strategy too. Um, is that then, you, Bill Belichick? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, and I will, and I've said this before, and I will say it again. Uh, anybody that complains about the uh, deflated balls or anything, that is evidence that the pats are awesome because they are smart enough to cheat without getting really caught without getting without losing any games so <laughs> um well, but that's next, the, that's the, the thing like you know <laughs> that and uh ju- and speaking of like a race that uh that someone really played the system the governor's council the of the eighth district was really interesting Mm, uh, the governor's council yes. uh one of their major duties is to help the governor um choose judges mm-hmm. uh and th- three of the four candidates on the democratic um side were lawyers from hamden county mm-hmm. and one three men who had significant three, experience working as attorneys i'm yeah and i believe they've, they're all white as well yes so uh and there was um then there was tara jacobs who actually contacted the show and wanted to come on but it was too late to, before to have to have her on before the uh the primary but we have to have all four if we're exactly. going to have one or all three yep exactly so um but she squeaked by 32.65% over Michael Fenton who was the next uh the next up with 30.04 Sean Allen got 20.26 and Jeffrey uh, Morneau got 17.06. And I was reading an article. I'm trying to find it, but I don't know where it is. But uh, it was saying that she campaigned all over the place, like through Hampshire County, through Berkshire County, you know, and they all cannibalized Hamden County. Uh, So she... So the white men split the vote that Mm -hmm. time. Exactly. They all campaigned in Hamden County. Like one got more Palmer and one got more Springfield and blah, blah, blah. And she is from North Adams. Yeah. Uh, And she was outspent by a lot. And she still pulled it off. And I think that's just wonderful. But she played the system just like everybody else. They thought that they just needed to campaign here. She took the took the route to uh campaign all over the place so now she is going she has the nomination and um and and i'm hoping that a a person from a democrat from north adams someone that is not from hamden county for once and not an attorney and not an attorney will uh will will be on the governor's council and actually represent all of us instead of just, you know, the Springfield area, which is, yeah. which is great. Um, and the Republican was unopposed. So he, he's exactly, uh, got the nomination. John come, come, 
Yeah, mm-hmm. John Comerford. Okay. Hopefully so we'll, we'll be able to have them that. both on the show between now and the election. Yeah, we were talking about that. Maybe we, we can reach out and everything like that. But that was a really cool race. Um, I was really afraid that uh, that it would be a steamroll again. But like, no, she pulled it out. And that's and it's really this is the kind of thing. This this that's kind of strategy. Race, yeah. This kind of race where it's like all down the middle, people putting in the work people putting in the putting in the the sweat to try to get votes this is exactly the kind of race that i like to see um yeah and especially the it with results like this everybody everybody worked their butts off i think uh except for galvin but everybody worked their butts off here um <laughs> except for healy as well. on tv <laughs> healy as well did not work uh but oh sonia ching diaz she was still on the ballot. Yes. Uh, even though she, because she, she dropped, dropped out. out, she had yeah. dropped out, but she got 14.4% of the vote. Yeah. Amazing. Love it. Uh, well, yeah. She was so cool. I loved her. Um, and well, they're uh, talking about whether yeah. drop, you need to drop out in, the, you know, in a certain window because people were already voting when she dropped out because of early yeah. voting. Mm. There's a huge discussion about that. And it's, and it's true. And without ranked choice, your vote, that's just gone. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah it's, it's an interesting problem. The earlier the voting, the more of a problem it is. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess. Um, but we should also mention the governor's side, which is really interesting. Uh, we had Chris Doty. Uh, that yep. a moderate Republican businessman, um, just seemed like pro life, like pro, yeah, Republican still, you know. Um, yeah. but uh, wasn't isn't it wasn't was wasn't interested in changing way. anything? What say? I said pro life is not synonymous with Republican. You know that, right? Yeah, I know. But oh, okay. <laughs> it, it, like, if one is in favor of the forced birth position, the Republican <laughs> Party is increasingly the place to go. I mean, exactly. Like there are pro, <laughs> there are anti-abortion and I we should, I mean, it's anti-abortion and there are anti-abortion people in every party uh, and anti-woman's uh, every, rights. Uh, you could what's, say that. what's saying? Anti, anti-woman, anti-woman's rights, yeah. anti-woman's autonomy. Yeah. Well, anti people that can give birth autonomy yeah really but um that's why i usually say like anti-abortion because they don't like abortion abortion but i don't like um, people making decisions about their own sexual activity and the consequences thereof you know and 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 getting appropriate medical care well Um, i mean i mean that does include you know democratic representative henry cuellar out of texas who yeah anyway uh chris doty there's some old school democrats too who are pro-life by the way as you probably know. Well, he just mentioned anyway. one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, in Texas, I'm saying there's plenty in Mass, yeah. Massachusetts. There's plenty yeah, and they're jerks. Democrats. So, um, but uh, in the governor's race, Chris Doty, he was a middle of the road, like moderate Republican. He's anti-abortion, but he was like, I won't change anything. You know, that's my thing. You know, the 2020 it, election wasn't actually stolen. Yeah, it wouldn't. It would yeah. be. This this would be endorsed by a lot of people. Yeah, exactly. The, the you Herald think that and Howie Carr and the yeah. Globe. Yep. And you think that this this would be the person that would take the the seat from Baker because this is what we do in Massachusetts. However, nope. Deal 
No, nope, 55.353% of the vote versus his 44.47. Jesus. Yep. Holy Jesus. So the, yeah, he yeah. in he the Republican primary. Around. That's that's the the vote the Republican voters knew who they wanted to be carrying their standard in the state elections yep. and uh and, and I was thinking uh does I believe someone Mr. Deal in on the mass G- GOP. Can, I think can so. someone do a, a welfare check because this is a cry for help. Yeah, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Deal well, I believe it insists that the election was stolen, right? Turnout election. The, there was a low yeah. turnout election, by the way. Was what it? happens I, in these? I oh, mean, there yes. was like torrential rain. Yeah, yeah a lot true. of people were were um, kept inside and everything. But still, I think he would have won, which is horrifying. Like Mike said, he would he would he's an election de- denier. He's a he was um uh he was support he was endorsed by President Trump. Um, he Former was President he. Trump. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I bet he only Again. got like twenty percent of what Mara. Mike, we already discussed this. Twenty percent of what Mara Mara Healy got. I bet he only probably got about twenty percent of the vote that Mara Healy got. Just because people didn't think, the independents didn't remember to write down the actual um, uh, vote tallies. Num- the actual numbers, yeah. Uh, he got yeah, one hundred forty-eight thousand nine hundred seventy votes versus Mara Healy getting six hundred thirty-three uh, thousand one hundred fifty-six votes. So twenty five percent. Sure, I don't. I don't math good. I'm not like yeah, a math. Like, I'm not like a math 25%. doctor or anything. So yeah, yeah, but more than twenty, but less than twenty five, because like it's yeah. about yeah. one fifty to six hundred. So. Yeah. so so my guess wasn't bad. So that and you know, like I said, a lot of people stayed home. I hate it when that happens. Yeah, but they yeah. do. Which is why it's good to have mail in voting. I agree. And extended voting, just so people can, and maybe uh, voting on Saturday or a national vote vote holiday. You know, just yeah. just putting the, all that out there. But uh, yeah, deal. Wow. Okay, guys. Sure. You know, so we're gonna have the first uh, woman elected to the to the governorship and the first openly gay yep. person. Yep. Um Because yep. Maura Healey is going yeah, to Maura's steamroll gonna- over him. And if she does not, Near Massachusetts, I should think so. Yeah. yeah. If she does not, then I'm I'm thinking about moving. I'm. <laughs> I don't. I ugh, no deal. And remember, you Jeff know, Deal was the one that ran against uh, Elizabeth Warren Elizabeth. in 2018 yeah. and did horribly. Yeah. Horribly. Yeah, well, well, Deal's literature was very uplifting and happy. And Chris Doty, even though he's not like that, had a horrible picture of Maura Healy with um, Halloween um, characters on it. Oh, good. And a very That's bad nice. picture of her. So any woman that was thinking about voting for him would go, why is he doing that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why was he doing kind that? Of yeah. the, he, well, because he somebody he didn't have good advisors to say, you know, you can get all the women votes. Just treat people with respect. <laughs> Uh, and, but I mean, it's Jeff Deal, though. <laughs> no, no, not Jeff. It was actually Doty. Doty no, I'm saying like Jeff Deal didn't. Of mine. Yeah, Jeff Deal's yeah. that. that. Anyway, um, re- Republicans listening, I are you okay? <laughs> Can you, if you need help, just write contact at civilpoliticsradio.com. <laughs> it will be completely confidential. Uh, and we will send a team out to get you out of your situation. 
this is I just I knew it was gonna happen, but Christ, my God. Yeah. <laughs> Jeff well, Deal. The, the red- Rayla Campbell won easily. She's uh-huh. unopposed. Yep. In the, yeah, uh, she's unopposed. Yep. I really yeah, hope there's a debate for the Secretary of State position. There that will would be. be. That he would won't. be interesting. Yeah, he hasn't. He hasn't debated in like twenty years. Yeah, she, yeah. he he would never agree. And, and I. No. <laughs> that would be amazing, though. You know, I would I, love to see that. Yep. You know, and I'm no yep. no big fan of Mr. Galvin, but I I I can't imagine Ms. Campbell would be uh, more successful than. Um, uh tanisha was she would just be fired up going after him on all these points he would be half asleep and he would (laughs) and and that would be that it would just be like he like it would be a cardboard cutout of calvin and it would not be the difference should we you know, mandate, Rayla, mandate if you're listening, think about um, think about actually just doing a thing with a cardboard cutout of Bill Galvin. Oh, that would be amazing. You should you definitely know. do that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, an empty chair. Oh, empty yeah. chair yeah, thing. Chair. Yeah, yeah, just like uh, – <laughs> that would be amazing. Yeah. Yeah, just just two podia, that. you know, and then there's like, you know, the cardboard cutout. <laughs> you know? If you – like that's the only – that's – honestly, that's like – one of the one of the things that she could do to actually like make a dent just completely like cut him off at the knees and make him and actually make him actually campaign you know like that would be that would be wonderful i don't know if she has the money for uh tv spots or radio spots in the boston area but if she does Go yeah. for it! <laughs> I want to. I want to see him sweat. You guys are funny. Yeah, <laughs> but a good race is important. You know, I I, I agree with you. It's like you really want to have two people who want the job, who are qualified, and you want to hear them duke it out. You really exactly. do. I don't yeah. like when people just expect to be elected. I hate it. I do too. You and have I, the job for four years. Don't they hide or like, a, they senator, hide. like yeah. a senator. You have the job for six years and that's it. And if you want the job again, then you have to go apply again. That's the thing. I, but I have to debate. I agree. I think you and have I, to debate. And yeah. I think it's I think it's important to have, you know, like uh in the end I I I did not vote for Mr. K Lane but I wasn't like oh god he's such a terrible person oh god he's you know he's been an abomination as sheriff we have to get rid of him you know like I I was like I understand the con- the the concerns about his you know the 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 situation over there and I think it might be good to get like somebody you know some fresh you know fresh young ideas in there and you know have a generational change in in leadership but you know, I wasn't like, oh God, no! If he, you yeah. know, it's 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 going to be a disaster if he wins re-election. Well, and he did, and it's not a disaster. And uh, I do hope no, he'll he'll not at all. Yeah, yeah, I do hope he'll come back on the show yeah. and you know and talk about how he's addressing some of the concerns because you know one of the one of the the things I thought was good about the the election was talking about like here are some problems that need to be solved. And yeah. uh, since he's since he's won the job and and wants it, I presume he's actually planning to do something about those. I hope yeah. I'm really I hope hoping, so. Anyways, <laughs> like when we were talking to everybody, and and I yeah. really want to I really want to stress this when we were talking to all three candidates, all three candidates had good ideas. Yes, they had. They yep. they really wanted to do well in the job. Strengths. Um, yep. They, yep. they strength, they, all yeah, them. all of them. I like 
there were there's some hinky stuff going around Sheriff Kaling, as far as we know. Um Oh, that person who was yeah. taking photos of, of an employee's house. Yeah, and that, that was, was not great. I don't but, know what was going on with that in the end, but that was that was weird. The yeah. main thing is that... Well, and sometimes people just don't realize they go over the top in yeah. being loyal. And, I guess. You know, you know but, it happens. It's, you know. The main yeah. thing is I really hope that, um, that he will contact the... Um, uh, the other two candidates um, and and talk about their ideas, the ideas that they were having, because everybody has some really great ideas. I was really interested in, in uh, Eva Gilson in yep. her her uh, stance on education for mm-hmm. inmates. Uh, I really like the reforms that Sapita was was talking about. Kate Sapita, oh, yep. um, they they all had bo- like positives that they can bring to the job, and I'm really really hoping that. In that in that situation, uh, he will seek out and try to implement some of this stuff, so we don't have caning as a job thing. Yeah. My God, <laughs> I can't caning. let go of chair that caning. chair caning, but chair caning, yeah. chair caning, just like like the hell. Right. Are you serious right now? <laughs> Woodworking skills—that's useful stuff, but like specifically chair caning. Uh, you know, yeah, that, that is that is a niche. It's done by I'm machine okay now, this. by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not okay with that just being like a job training thing. For the love of God! <laughs> wow. So, and, but congr- congratulations to everybody. Congratulations yeah, yeah, absolutely. to all yeah. of the candidates. Um, it's going to be a really interesting uh, midterm election. Just locally, just locally, it's going to be yeah. really interesting. So, I agree. Um, I can't yeah. wait to to see all that happening. And uh, I hope we'll uh, have uh, some more candidates on, and uh, uh, maybe some the more... governor's council. That would be great. That would we'll be, and, guys and also at some point, some more office holders. Uh, that's been some of the good, best shows we've done. And uh, and once again, kudos to Sue for doing most of the legwork to make those happen. So, yeah, thanks. Sue! Woo! Yay! <clears throat> it's easy. We're so we're so well known and so popular. People like to be on our show, which is oh, great. Totally. That's exactly easy. what it is. Yeah, it's, they talk to the other candidates that have been on, or the mayors, you know, cities, or the police chiefs. Everybody says, "Yeah, go on the show. They're fun." So well, we got a good rep. And you, it helps. Excellent. You, well, you're welcome, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Sue, don't give don't give Mike like more ego boosts. He doesn't need it. <laughs> well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, All right, it's, everybody. It's time for us go. to wrap it up. Yeah. yeah, let's go. So, thanks for listening to Civil Politics tonight here on Valley Free Radio. Coming up next is Subculture, followed by Table of Contents at ten and OK Asia at midnight. Uh, we'll have a podcast of the show going out by Monday morning, and we have a repeat broadcast on Monday afternoon. So, listen to us all over again. That'll do it for now. Thanks for listening. Good night. Civil Politics is a member of the Planetside Podcast Network. To learn more, go to planetsidepodcasts.com.